0: and take the speck out of our brother's and our sister's eye, for that he has once when he offered up himself, amen, we offer up our life as a living sacrifice um, to the service of God, then we help bring other souls to Christ. For the law maketh men priests, for which has, excuse me, infinite forever and always now because of our Jesus but the word of the oath that was since the law makes the son who is concentrated forever more in Jesus name once we become and we prove ourselves to God and we stay right with God um the book of uh what was it father you show me the communion law amen the common the communion law where it says the requirements for the priest there was a review the first two years um once someone you know the priest said they get their age of 20 right the age of accountability and then they start uh being in god's army then every two years they get a review and the review is not only um A conduct review is how the priest is living, but it's also a spiritual review, meaning there were spiritual tests. Can they cast out spirits, evil spirits? Can they cast out evil demons? Can they ensure healing is taking place in Jesus' name? There were spiritual tests, which means spiritual um, acts had to be taking place. That's why it's important to not only study the Word of God, but the spiritual lessons behind the word of God. This is why I share it with others. So if if or when we hear it from other Christians, we're not thinking, oh my goodness, this is too far out for me, and we run away. Because today, now, and always, we should be doing what Jesus told us we, we were capable of doing because of him. Casting out the demonics, healing the sick and the wounded, amen. Um, do teaching others how to fast so they can they can get all those demons out teaching others to pray so they can cast out the evil spirits all of these things we should be doing so when others sit around the prayer circle or wherever at church and they say I need prayer because my foot hurts which I'm not speaking evil or, over anyone Lord shield cover them in the name of our Yeshua HaMashiach right then and there why aren't we getting up and putting hands on that person and praying for them why i'll tell you why because someone out there probably thinks it's weird probably someone out there thinks it's uncomfortable to get up and say oh your foot is hurting good to go i'm gonna put my hand on it and i'm gonna pray for you in jesus name do i do this someone might be asking no because i don't want someone to jump up and be like covet Covid! don't put your hands on me don't touch me do you see what i'm saying but if i was going to the order of god that's what i should be doing amen so what am i doing about that i promise i promise each and everyone out there i have been praying to god god if it is your will and you are telling me to go and when someone's like, I have a, 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 my foot is hurting. I'll use the same example. Please, Lord, make it possible to stretch forth my hand with your glorious authority for your honor and your glory by the power of your beautiful Holy Ghost. And when I go and pray for them, let their foot be healed in Jesus' name. I would love to do this for the service of God. But I tell God, if it's for if somewhere you search my heart, Lord, test me and try me like the psalm says, right? If if any of it is for my glory and my fame and my honor, ooh, that makes me sad. Then don't, don't give me that. Don't give me um, that uh, inspiration to go and pray for someone. Because I don't want to ever, ooh, I feel so sad saying that. I don't ever want to dishonor you and then I go and pray for someone and I bring shame upon myself. And I, I don't know, maybe take away some of their faith because I prayed for them and put a hand on them and and their foot didn't get healed. Does that make sense? All right, but we should be doing this in, in every church because it's in the word of God and Jesus said to, amen? I'm just putting it out there. Work with me, work with me, Jesus, <laughs> amen? All right, let's continue reading. Verse uh, 11 of Numbers chapter 3, Also the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Behold, I have even taken the Levites from among the children of Israel, for, for all the firstborn that openeth the, the matres among the children of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. Now, I did not know what this word matres mean." Now it means matrix and matrix means womb and we all know that you know the womb is part of the reproduction organs of a woman haha <laughs> yay I'm a science teacher now just kidding. Um, <laughs> but the firstborn is now the Levites the Kohanim specifically is God's firstborn and this goes cross-reference with, remember in the part of the book of Exodus where all the firstborn of Egypt were slain, and but all the firstborn and the tribe of, of for the nation of Israel, nothing happened to them, right? But the calves and the beasts and, and the reptiles, everything that was firstborn in Egypt, including the humans, they died. Remember this? Okay, so remember before in the beginning of this Bible study when we said that the Levites were an atonement for the sins of the nation of Israel until our Jesus came? All right, now let's reread this verse and I pray you see what God showed me. Behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel, for all the firstborn that openeth up the matrix womb among the children of Israel and the Levites shall be mine. Not only is God stating here that the Levites, which are the priests who service the Kohanims, not the Arianites, not the Arianites or the Kohanims, okay? This is the Levites who service the priests of the tabernacle. These are the ones that are going to pay atonement for the sins of the children of the nation of Israel. The Levites from right here, 20 and up, this is the generation right here which will not make it into the promised land. Amen? And that's important to remember why. Because Sin, right? K-A- R E S. When there is a sin so grave, it demands a spiritual death, but God grants us grace and mercy. God gives us a number of years and a number of breaths, so to speak, until he calls back his breath that he put into our lungs. When the nation of Israel uh, did the golden calf, right? God fire wax anger excuse me wax hot against them until what until Moses prayed for them Moses became the nation of Israel's spiritual earthly spiritual father at that point and God took the Levites as his firstborn all right that makes more sense now right okay so fast forward to now the nation of Israel due to their willful disobedience, even after that, all the mumbling, all the grumbling, wanting to, grumbling, grumbling, wanting to attack and kill Moses, threatening to stone him, threatening to stone Aaron. They're not under the hedge of protection, so to speak, from God anymore. Ooh, Marie, you went and said it? Yes, and how do we even know? After that, did they not have wars? Did the enemies not come and attack them? yes they did why because god removed his hedge of spiritual protection from them because he was no longer their spiritual father Ooh, i know it hurts to say but the levites god was their spiritual father so at this point the spiritual father for the nation of israel when the wars happened and everything was moses yes spiritual fathers natural spa fathers but god is forever the same does god forgive them later and all that oh yes we read the book of revelations and god says uh with the 12 minor prophets how can i abandon you nation of israel i love you absolutely please 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 don't say don't don't mistake that i'm saying god has given up the nation of israel No, no 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 god loves them but until atonement was made, Jesus, the hedge of protection had been removed. That's all I want to point out here. Amen? All right. What is the definition of mat- matrice? Excuse my accent. Matrix. Same, same. All right? Womb. This is out of the Strong's Concordance, and the link is in the blog for those who would like to do their own research. Because who doesn't love to research, okay? Hebrew, Raham, Raham, right, to love, to have compassion, meaning this, God was having love and compassion for the nation of Israel by taking the Levites as as atonement to pay for their sins. Because if not, God would have wiped him out right then and there. Oh, yes. God said it himself. My anger waxed hot against the nation of Israel. He wanted to destroy them. I will destroy them and make a new line through you, Moses. And then Moses prayed for the nation of Israel and said, God, don't do this. If you do that, take me too. Right? And God said, all right. I'm paraphrasing here. I won't take them. I'll forgive them. But now you gotta come back up, they gotta reconcentrate themselves and all these things. Come up another 41 days, give a whole new set of laws, and they need to re accept a new covenant. Remember that? Well, here you go. Raham. rakam, Amen. The womb of the matrix. God was having compassion because he loves the nation of Israel. He loves them very much. He wasn't going to give them up that quickly. Amen. Our God loves hard amen god is good this may be why we read in first chronicles chapter 16 verse 22 even though the nation of israel had transgressed against god so very greatly so many times touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm do not touch ye my christ that is the patriarchs, the anointed with the anointing of grace, and do ye do not wickedly against my prophets. I believe God is telling us, he's taking the Levites as his firstborn in order to have compassion for the nation of Israel, for the atonement of their sins. That is, of course, until our Yeshua is come, amen. Now, why is it important to remember? When God, there's so many Bible verses, we can talk about it, but basically this, God said, God will bless those who bless his people, right? And curse those who curse his people. This is why I try to be kind to everyone. Even if someone is rude to me, woo, I, keep, I have learned, God has been working with me on a lot of things. Um, remember in season one, God was working on my my mouth, right? My tongue. Because I used to pop off. But <laughs> um, now when someone says something rude to me, I'm just like, okay, okay. I, I think I get it. And then I keep it moving. Have a nice day. I keep it. Because I know God will avenge me, right? Because God said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. One. Two. God says he will bless those who bless his people and curse those who curse his people so i want to make sure i'm being remaining righteous before the lord and then like the courts of heaven yes 100 i come home or i get in my car or i go walking and i tell god yes 100 i do god i don't like the way they talk to me god i didn't like the way they treat me that wasn't nice amen or whatever the case may be and sometimes god will be like well what did you expect or well, i'll have a conversation with god god loves us right and then sometimes i don't hear anything and i'm like oh did i do something wrong i kid you not every single time every single time i have taken my grievances to god i've either got a correction because our god is good he will reprove all those who he loves and god loves me and you don't let the green grass fool you god corrects all of us because he loves us god will tell me marie it's you who is wrong you owe the apology or whatever the case may be or you have reached what you sown or something i'll be like oh yes abba forgive me you know whatever it is i make atonement and keep it moving um but in other cases let's say i was justified and found righteous before the lord i'm not kidding somehow some way i will receive an apology oh yes And it's not like I'm searching for one because after I've talked to God about whatever was hurt my feelings or however, I was like, God, what was that? Why were they being mean to me? I was just trying to be nice or whatever it is. Um, Later, um, somehow they'll say, you know, I'm sorry. I was in a grumpy mood that day or whatever the case is, you know, and I've forgotten about it already. I'm like, oh, you know, I understand things happen. Take our grievances to god i want to I, I hope someone does this amen take your grievances to god see how much god does for you god will change it around in an instant amen and then in, by instant i mean in god's good timing <laughs> all right let's keep it moving okay um because of all the firstborn are mine from the same day this is a uh, numbers chapter 3 verse 13 because all the firstborn are mine For the same day that I smote the firstborn in the land of Egypt, amen. God is confirming us in his beautiful word here. I sanctified unto me the firstborn of Israel, both man and beast. Mine they shall be. I am the Lord, meaning they shall not change. The nation of Israel is still God's people, amen. That's why I said don't, don't get it twisted before. But hear this, moreover, Lord spoke unto Moses in the wilderness, saying, Number the children of Levi after the houses of their fathers in their families. Every male from the month old and above shall thou numbered, where in the last chapter God was saying don't number the na- the tribe of Levi, right? Only number the nation of Israel from 20 and up. Um, 20 to age 60, correct? But here God is saying every every Levi from a month old and up, from month old to 125 or whatever, three Jubilees, you're going to number them. Th- this is God's order. Then Moses numbered them according to the word of the Lord as God commanded, because when God says something, it's a command. There, And these are the sons of Levi by their name, Gershon, and the Kohanth and Meri. These are the sons of Gershon by their families, Livnai, Sh- Shimai, and then the sons also of Kohanth and their families, Amram, Ishar, Hevan, and Isaral. And the sons of Merai, by their families, Mahal and Mushi, These are the sons of Levi according to the houses of their father. Of Gershon came the family of the Libnites and the family of the Shemonites. These are the families of the Gershonites. So basically that's saying there's a head tribe and under the head tribe of the Gershons, right? The Libnites and the Shemonites are the clans of the Gershonites. Amen? There's an order, there's a structure, uh, there is a ladder, uh, it shows the ladder and progression in a family because this is still under all the Levites. Does that make sense? So Levites is, is a super head of the tribes and then the delegation and so on. And the sum of after the number of the males from one month, sorry, from one, yeah, a month old and above was counted 7,500. Sounds like a great number, right? Yes, the number 12. The number 12 is God's number of government. 12 tribes of Israel, amen. 12, when Jesus comes back and all the 12 tribes are rounded up, amen same thing 12 tribes courts of heaven so that's why we reviewed the courts of heaven before where we all have met before if you got judged rightly so and you became god's priest in whatever ministry god uh established you in amen and this is also why we reviewed uh the spiritual classrooms please children of god if god has put you into a ministry position it doesn't matter what the ministry position is and you haven't progressed to the to the point where you are praying on your own, um, even when you don't want to, take your Bible with you everywhere. I, in my suggestion, don't take the electronic version. Take a hard copy Bible. I have my pretty Bibles that I keep at home, and then I have my soft cover, highlighted, written in hand Bibles that I carry in my purse with me wherever I go or in my backpack. We, who are God's people, need sh- or teachers and preachers and prophets and seers and healers and saints, we should always be carrying God's word with us and studying. Instead of looking, flipping through a phone or whatever else we were doing, you're going on a run, put God's word on and start listening. Amen. You're working out. Listen to God's word. Driving in a car, listen to God's word. Everything, wherever we go, we should be surrounded by God's word, just like they were in biblical times. You know, the community scroll teaches from the time that they were weaned, the Levitical tribe uh, specifically the Kohanites, the ones who would be doing the service in the tabernacle. From the time that they were weaned, meaning roughly four years old, as we read in the book of uh, Samuel. For Samuel, when Samuel was dedicated, right? His mom gave um, Samuel at the weaned time of four years old to the priests for their service. So four years old, the Levitical priests, the Kohanites, they started learning to become priests of the tabernacle, four years old. That means they were studying, learning to write God's word, learning to read God's word, learning to sing God's hymns, That how they learned um, how to walk, how to wear, how to conduct, how to eat. Everything was in service to God from the age of four. That's how behind we are. Amen. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> I completely understand. Um, So this is how far we have to catch up. Now granted, I know I'm much harder on myself than most, I get this. But my point is, there's no better time to start than today, wherever you are at. Amen? Alright. The meaning of 12, which is considered the perfect number that symbolizes God's power and authority as well as serving a perfect governmental foundation amen it can also symbolize completeness or the nation of israel as a whole the dead sea scrolls which i love reading the author Vermes reveals that the levites that were first of all let me get this straight let me correct this right here Vermes was not an author i know it says it here but i'm going to correct this real quick he's not an author he was a translator he cannot author the Dead Sea Scrolls because he's not over 5,000 years old. I just want to correct that right there. (laughs) Okay. Um, because I don't, I don't like that. He was a translator, a very good translator. I have several of his books of the Dead Sea Scrolls, but he did not write them. He translated them. Okay. So the community rule reveals that the Levites were to be the tabernacle priests and later in the line of the Kohanim Grandar or the high priest of the tabernacle were literally raised as tabernacle priests. When I mean literally, I don't mean figuratively like a fuzzy wuzzy pony saying it. I mean literally from about four years old or after weaning was complete, the young Levite began learning in the tabernacle. Their whole life was in service to God and that's the way God intended it to be, in Jesus' name. And here's where I provided um, the link to the Dead Sea Scrolls and this is the translator that I have for me. There are other translators out there. Um, So those who are wondering, this is the link to the book that I have. Um, so you're welcome. You get it for free. Print it out, keep it, and study it in Jesus' name. That's the community scroll. I think you'll like it. Let's continue reading. Numbers chapter 3, verse 23. The families of the Gershonites shall preach behind the tabernacle westward. The captain and the captain and unsent of the house of the Gershonites shall be ooh, Elisaf, the son of Lahel, and the charge of the sons of Gershon in the tabernacle of the congregation shall be the tabernacle, and the pavilion, amen, the covering thereof, and the veil of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the hanging of the cords in the veil of the door of the court, which is near the tabernacle, and near ye altar round about, of the courts of it, of all the service thereof. And the Kohan, the Kohanam, um, came the family of the Amorites and the family of the Israites and the family of the Herbanites and the family of the Visites. And these are the families of the Kohanites. (laughs) Alright, so it's the tribe and the clans under that tribe which are under the greater tribe of the Kohanam area knights. Does that make sense? I know. Could you imagine drawing this out? I I know there's someone out there who's wise and has this written down in a big family tree. I should search for it online. I'm sure it's on Pinterest. Almost every picture on Pinterest. Anyhow, um, The number of all these males of one month old and above was eight thousand and six hundred having the charge of the sanctuary meaning the sanctuary of the tabernacle they were in charge of it this was their job for maintenance maintenance construction breakdown and setting up it was to always be carried by them on their shoulders in jesus name so this moves to the meaning of the number 14 being a multiple of seven 14 partakes of its importance and being double that number implies a double measure of spiritual perfection which in order to be um a priest a levitical priest in order to participate in the actual services as i said before they went over a two-year review a two-year review it wasn't until they got to the 10-year review at the age of 30 um, where they could actually participate in the services at their tabernacle. Until then, they were only serving um, in assisting the Kohanams. Amen. They couldn't graduate uh, into being a full-fledged uh Kohanam where they would have to do a consecration ceremony like they did in the book of Leviticus until the age of 30 which makes great sense right because when did our Jesus ministry begin exactly yes y'all I love reading the word of God it just it fills my heart with so much joy just I'm I've read the bible several times before But when God reveals something to us and reveals something to us, isn't it just beautiful? God is so good. All right. So I wanna make sure I read my notes right here. Here we go. Written in the community scrolls of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Further, the tabernacle priests, uh, the four years old of weaning, and then the 30 years, got it right here the compact bible dictionary definition of pavilion and this is the part of the tabernacle that the priest had to pick up and break down and it was the responsibility of maintaining the pavilion is defined as the booth or the tent a covered place in which a person may be kept hid that is used for chiefly symbolizing God's favor and protection provided for his children or um, many of us Christians call this God's head of protection or God hiding us in his light or God hiding us in the cleft of his rock but as it's written in the scripture it's um, outwardly the pavilion but spiritually it is Um, God's hedge of protection, Amen. All right. This symbolizes God's favor and protection provided for His children. To the earthen kings, the inner court, or the pavilion, none can accept can access except those who were given His permission. In Numbers chapter three, verse forty, God orders Moses to number the nation of Israel the nation of Israel 20 years and above why is this because the nation of Israel that was numbered from age 20 to age 60 that was the peak level of their prime so to speak that was the peak level of their strength their service to god Whereas the Levites and the Kohanums that were counted from age one month to, I don't know, 200, let's just say, because they lived three Jubilees, right? So 150. The Kohanums and the Levites were of use and in service to God, and their anointment, hallelujah, on their life and their spirit never ran dry, just like the oil and the 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 oil in the lamps of the menorah. Isn't that beautiful? That's how good our God is. Our God is poetic. Hallelujah. I love reading God's word in Jesus name. Let's continue this. How is the number 14 linked to Jesus ancestors? Well, I'm glad you asked. There are three sets of 14 generations between and including Abraham to Joseph, husband of Mary. Numbers chapter 3 verse 29. The families of the son of the Kohanim shall pitch on the south side of the tabernacle, and the captain and the un- entrant of the house and the families of the Kohanim shall be fun the son of Israel. And their charge shall be the ark, meaning the ark of the covenant and the table, and the candlestick, and the altars, and the instruments of the sanctuary that they minister with, meaning everything they use in their service, right, Um, to perform the services of the Most High God, and the bell, and all that service unto. And Ishael El Sar, the son of Aaron, the priest, shall be chief captain of the Levites, Having the oversight of them that have the charge of the sanctuary, so Aaron is the Kohanam, right? Kohanam Grandar, excuse me. His son Ishlar is a Kohanam that is under the Kohanam Grandar, so he has two sons, so he's one of two that are second in command, right? And then under the one of two that are in second of command are the Levites, because there is an order and a rank structure in the priesthood. Amen? Of the Mary Eyes Mary came the families of the Mahanites, and the families of the nights These are the families of the Mary Eyes. Mary and the sum of them, according to the number of all the males from one month old and above, was Six thousand two hundred. Six plus two equals eight. The meaning of eight. The number eight in the Bible represents a new beginning, meaning a new order or creation. The eighth day. Hallelujah. And God's true born again event when He is resurrected from the death, from the dead, into eternal life. Like the Old Testament Passover lamb, Jesus was selected as the lamb to take away man's sin on the Hebrew day of Nisan 10. He was crucified on Nisan 14. His resurrection occurred exactly as he stated three days and three nights after he was buried, which was the end of the weekly Sabbath day and fell on Nisan 17. 17 symbolizes victory amen on that q-tip huh all right nissan 17 was also the eighth day counting ex- inclusively from the time christ was selected as man's sacrificial lamb all this bears records of jesus perfect sacrifice and his complete victory over death Amen in Jesus' name. God is so good. Verse 35 of Numbers chapter 3, The captain and the ancient house of the families of Mari shall be zer sons of Abihal, and they shall pitch the north side of the tabernacle. And ye, ye charge of the custody of the sons of Mariah, shall be the broads of the tabernacle. And the bars thereof, and the pillars, and the sockets, and all the instruments thereof, and all the service unto, with the tabernacle of the court round about, with their sockets and their pins and their cords. Also the forefront of the tabernacle toward the east. Before the tabernacle, I say of the congregation eastward, shall Moses and Aaron and his sons pitch, (laughs) having charge of the sanctuary and the charge of the children of Israel, but, 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 but the stranger that cometh near shall be slain. Other versions of the Bible don't say stranger. They say alien. Because stranger can sometimes mean uh, the new convert, right? The new converts to Christianity. The new converts to Judaism. And God wants converts. But some versions of the Bible, and specifically I believe my Torah says alien. Don't get me to misquote you. Quote you, Lord. Let me look right here. Uh, 28, verse 28. There we go yes so this one says alien so let's let's make sure we understand here so stranger here is also in reference to what happened when aaron's first two oldest sons right when they offered god strange fire and it was unauthorized and they were drunk inebriated when they did it they weren't in a sound mind and sound body and um god sent his beautiful holy fire to go into their nostrils and their mouth and they were burned from the inside out right all right so when it says here but the stranger that cometh near shall be slain god is essentially saying anything anyone that cometh to try to touch his ark try to touch his house, try to touch his tabernacle, to try to pretend to be one of his priests and they're unauthorized. He hasn't brought them to Christ and approved of them in the course of heaven. They will be consumed by fire. Now, that is completely different than someone who is a prophet or a priest of Baal. Because we all know there's prophet and priest of Baal, right? Even like in biblical times. There's a different though. Prophets and priests of Baal, um, how do I say this? Prophets and priests of Bell show clearly who they serve, correct? They show it by, they pervert the word of God. They can say they love Jesus all they want, but it is clear that they are perverting what the Bible verses state and what God means and the definition of His Word and the accents of Jesus, I mean, they say some pretty disgusting things about our Savior, do they not? But the stranger who God did not authorize to preach and teach His Word is someone who doesn't have the spiritual qualifications where God has pulled them, has brought them to Jesus. And then approved of them in the courts of heaven amen there's an order and there is a process instead of waiting to have the process uh, corrected they just rushed towards it and it wasn't anything that god has approved of yet and that's why they would have been taken out does that make sense this is in biblical times amen do i still believe god leads and guides us now to become um priests under Jesus because we are and we're supposed to go out and share God's word? Absolutely, 100 percent. But do I believe there is still a qualification process? Absolutely. For example, my example, I can't go out after this into the club and drop it like so I get hot and then show up to church on Sunday and, and be like, let me teach God's word. It doesn't work that way. Amen? All right. The whole sum of ye Levites, which Moses and Aaron numbered at the commandment of God throughout their families, even all the males from one month old and above, was two and twenty thousand. So two and twenty two two and twenty thousand, right? Two and twenty thousand four. So four is the number of appointment. Appointed meaning appointed time. So uh, the spirituality behind this number that um, was written down and transcribed by the scribes who were Levites for the records, right? This shows how this is the creation and establishment of this holy priesthood by God's power and authority in Jesus name. The number four derives the meaning from creation. The fourth day is what was called creation week. God created the material universe, meaning matter, taking up space. <laughs> On this day, he brought into existence our sun, the moon, and all the stars. Their purpose was not only to give off light, but was to divide the day from the night on earth, thus making a basic duram creation of time. These were also made to be a type of signal that would mark off the days, years, and seasons. Interestingly, the Hebrew word for seasons in Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 is Moet which literally translates to appointed times. So if anyone out there, I know I've been seeing this everywhere. If you've been seeing the number four or specifically 444, ooh, congratulations for now. Remember this, give all glory and offerings to God. Whatever your appointed time is, I don't know what beautiful blessings are coming for you. Ooh, but congratulations and congratulations to God for elevating you. I'm so excited for you. I know it's going to be something beautiful and glorious because all good and perfect gifts come from our Father who is in heaven. Amen, amen. In reference to God's festivals, this is the earliest known Alu, Alushan. Al- that, what would later be called the holy or feast days periods of worship, which are seven in number. The fourth of the Ten Commandments is to wait for it, remember God's holy Sabbath. Today's the Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. Amen. The Sabbath day is tied directly to the creation week. God Himself made the period between friday sunset to sunday sunset let me say that one more time for the people in the back god made this appointed time from friday sunset to saturday sunset is it no wonder that the world, meaning the secular world, those who want to party like rock stars, drop it that it's hot, what do they want to do? They want to party Friday. They they have us, let's be honest, they had us brainwashed before we came to Christ thinking that we work all week just to party on the weekend, which we should be, this is a holy day. We should have been spending this time with God our whole life. Isn't that sad how evil and cunning the devil is, which we rebuking Yeshua's great name? We should have been with God the whole time, every Sabbath. But you know what? There's no better time than today to get right with God. You're here listening to this Bible or maybe Bible study or another Bible study, whichever the case is on the Sabbath. You're doing good. Hallelujah. I'm so proud of you. I am. I mean that from this God-fearing, loving heart to Be a peculiar person, like God says, and instead of running around doing whatever, you are maybe at work, but you're listening to the Bible study because you have a shift today. Or maybe you're driving long distance and whatever. You couldn't avoid the travel today, but you are listening to God's teaching or listening to Bible verses, whatever the case is. Just keep it holy and stay with God. That's what God wants. Amen. On our day of rest to remember God. God knows knows if we have a job and they won't let us take this day every Sabbath off. Right? God says whatever your day of rest is to wherever you are traveling to spend it with Him and celebrate the Sabbath with Him. God knows what this world is trying to do to His people. But we are to overcome the world amen and to conquer it hallelujah in Jesus name amen amen praise God so make sure wherever you are doing spend the Sabbath with God oh I felt that so strongly spend the Sabbath with God you see your elevation increase amen your spiritual elevation I want this for other people it's so good God is amazing right let's continue reading. The Sabbath day is tied directly to creation week. God Himself made the period from Friday sunset (laughs) to Saturday sunset extra special when He rested upon it. Amen. After bringing everything into existence the previous six days. Numbers chapter 3, verse 40. And the Lord said unto Moses, number all the firstborn that are males among the children of Israel. So now we're going back to the children of Israel from the nation, Uh, no longer numbering the Levites or the Kohanims, amen. From a month old and above and take the number of their names. Now this is all being written out a third time. So this is the third census, amen. And thou shalt take ye Levites from all of the firstborn of the children of Israel. I am the Lord, I do not change. This is God saying it, not me, the God, amen, I am the Lord. And the cattle of the Levites of all the firstborn of the cattle of the children of Israel. So why is God now commanding? all the firstborn of the nation of Israel and even the firstborn of the cattle to be counted in a census from the first month up because remember God is going to require the Levites to pay atonement for the sins of the nation of Israel after the forty days. 40 years, amen. I was about to say 40 days. Uh, They wish it was 40 days, huh? (laughs) 40 years of wandering in the desert. There has to be atonement made. Even the cattle marine, yes, this is what God is saying. The firstborn of the cattle of the children of Israel. Even the firstborn of the cattle was not going to make it into the promised land. No, 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 no. When God says to cast zero out by the root, he means the cattle, he means the land, he means uh, those trees and those branches over there. Because we could not have evil spirits and cursed bloodlines going into the promised land because that's when curses would be upon the new promised land when it was supposed to be a blessing to the righteous branches. Amen? Oh, no, no. We cannot have any uh, impurities, any sinfulness. Just like when when heaven comes again, right? There's not going to be any sinning in heaven. There's not going to be any liars, any thieves, any, any promiscuous, any abusers, any users. No, no, no. None of that can be in the presence of our God. Amen? Same thing here. And the firstborn of all the males adheres by name for a month old and above according to the number of where the two and twenty thousand two hundred seventy three now we finally get an odd number right because remember last bible study i said god how come everything is all roundabout? like there's not one off like twelve thousand and one right <laughs> so we finally get this and this is what this adds to the number 14, and we've gone over the number 14, um, so I didn't want to um, revisit it again. But one plus four, I forgot to add this in here, is the number five, and the number five is the number of God's grace. Ooh, ooh, you feel that? God's grace in preserving the nation of Israel. Now. A couple of generations, they weren't going to make it into the promised land. But God is keeping his promise and preserving the nation of Israel. For those who were right with God, amen, he promised to love them and and restore them and give them a long, youthful life. And he kept his word to the ones that were 20 and below. They made it into the promised land because they love the Lord, right? Now, later generations, you know, we ain't going to talk about them right now. (laughs) we'll talk about in the next bible studies but wouldn't it be beautiful if we could just all stay right with god amen all right numbers chapter 3 verse 44 and the lord spoke unto moses saying take the levites of all the firstborn of the children of israel and the cattle of the levites and their um sorry and the levites from their cattle and the levites shall be mine i am the lord and for the redeeming of the two hundredth and seventy and three which are more than the Levites from the firstborn of the children of Israel redeeming someone was gonna have to pay atonement amen there shalt also be of five shekels for every person after the weight of the sanctuary thou shalt take it ye shekel content content excuse my accent twenty ganars And there shall give the money wherewith the odd number of them is redeemed unto Aaron and his sons. Thus Moses took the redemption of that were redeemed, being more than the Levites. Of the firstborn of the children of Israel took he the money, Eve, Eve a thousand three hundred threescore and five shekels, after the shekel of the sanctuary. Now remember, they cannot. It was illegal by God's law to count uh, a man, human, and count them by their head. So when they went and they were counting, um, let's say the Benjaminites, right? So they were counting the Benjaminites, and and I don't remember the Benjaminites number, but let's say the Benjaminites number was twelve. In um in their brass brass or copper vase they would bring that to the temple the leader of the benjaminite tribe and he would say in this vase hold all the shekels of the 12 tribes each individual here are numbers and then the kohanims would take the copper vase from the leader the head leader of the tribe And he would count out the shekels, and this is how they did the numbers, right? Okay, so all the shekels that were counted from each of the tribes, each member, then since it was more than the Levites, that was what was given to the Levites, amen? Does that make sense? So I don't want there to be any confusion like Moses was going against God's law and going around counting heads. No, 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 no. God uh, God is the one who counts the numbers <laughs> like that. The hairs on our heads and all this stuff. But Moses was counting the shekels for redemption and to be redeemed. And that was giving to the Levites in the payment for the atonement, which they were gonna have to make later. Just like Joseph, right? How much was he? 20 shekels. Oh, yes. How much was Jesus? 30. 30 silver, right? 30 silver pieces. Um, so everyone has to pay up. Every life has a value. And this is the verse that shows the full completion of that in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. And Moses gave the money to them that were redeemed unto Aaron and his sons, according to the word of the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Three score Now... I'm not too sure about this part with my math, but we are going to go with this in Jesus' name. I did look it up to be fair, but I could be wrong. I am not a mathematician. (laughs) 13,000 times 60, 78,000. 7 plus 8, 15. The number 15 in the Bible. Pictures and rest. Which comes after deliverance. Yes, deliverance. The 15th day of the fifth Hebrew month, Nisan, is the first day of the Feast of Unliving Bread, the Passover. Jesus, amen, Jesus. The 15th day of the seventh Hebrew month begins the Feast of the Tabernacles, also a day of rest, the Lord of the Sabbath. God told Abraham in a vision, just as the sun was setting, to begin nisan 15 on the hebrew calendar, that his descendants would end up as slaves in a foreign country egypt they would however eventually be set free many years later in egypt god miraculously delivered israel's firstborn from the death angel during the passover right just as the passover began after the sunset on Nisan 14. Then 24 hours later, just as the sun was setting to begin Nisan 15, the children of Israel began to leave Egypt. This night is referred to as the night to be much observed. God's prophecy of freedom given to Abraham on Nisan 15 was fulfilled years later on the exact same day. Isn't God good? God is so good. And you know what I love? We were talking about this with my friends the other day. Um, How when they departed at night, it was still night in Egypt. But remember, God was leading the nation of Israel out by a pillar of fire he was guiding them. So God's presence and light was still with the nation of um, Israel excuse me the entire way. A cloud by day a pillar of fire by night even when they were exiting um, the land of Egypt. Isn't that wonderful? But honestly I don't believe Egypt even knew they were leaving when it happened at night because they were just in so much wrath from god because of the angel death was upon them Ooh, no thank you that's why it pays to stay right with god in jesus name now i know this has already been a long bible study um so i thank you everyone for staying and and uh when we have a little bit more give me 10 more minutes, we're going to go over the spiritual teaching part of the Bible study. Now in this part of the spiritual part of the Bible study, I don't re-go over. Is that even correct English? I don't re-go over. (laughs) To avoid redundancy, thank you Father, I don't go over, again, the Bible verses, but I do put the Torah verses here on the screen so others, if you would like, you can click on the link from the Havar dot org library where um this is the link i found that's the closest to my version of the bluestone torah for those who would like to read on their own or read as we go you're more than welcome to but i'm going to leave the screen right here as i read from my notes amen all right so we're going to go over the spiritual teaching of numbers chapter three Father God, in the blessed name of our Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, thank you for revealing to us what you want us to see, what you want us to hear, and what you want us to receive from this reading of your spiritual study. We give you all the praise and honor and glory because we know that you are true, pure, and good wisdom. We we thank you for protecting everyone within the sound of our voice we thank you for shielding and guarding them from any evil advances any leviathan spirits any evil serpent spirits in jesus name lord we thank you for protecting and providing a hedge of protection around your children forever and always in jesus christ our lord and savior's name we pray filled with the holy spirit the Ruach kadesh and sealed with the blood of christ amen amen in chapter 3, God orders the descendants of Moses and Aaron to proceed with the count and review of the rest of the Levites. And the Kohanim, being Moses' sons, are the beginning with Moses' sons are the Levites and the sons of Aaron, the Kohanim, the priests of the tabernacle. Moses is the spiritual father of the sons of Aaron but Aaron takes over as the earthly father of the sons of Moses. Moses may have become the spiritual father at Mount Sinai due to Aaron's involvement or participation with the golden calf transgression against God. Moving on, in the verse 6, Moses places the Levites before Aaron, symbolizing how the Levites will serve Aaron and his descendants, the Kohanims and the future Kohanim's grandars, forever. The Kohanim grandar, the high priest of the tabernacle, bears the ultimate responsibility in and to the serving of the tabernacle. If the Golden Calf betrayal had not happened, the entire nation of Israel at this point would have been at their spiritual highest and thus able to perform the services and sacrifices at the temple, synagogue, or tabernacle. Yes, if the transgression of the Golden Calf scenario wouldn't have happened, At the very beginning, the complete nation of Israel would have all been priests of the tabernacle. Ooh, that shows us children of God, how any transgression or serving another idol can make us all fall from our spiritual level with God. Isn't that sad? None of, oh, Father, forgive us. Everything we do impacts later generations. Greatly so. Ooh, Father, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us. But due to the nation of Israel transgressing against God, only the Levites and the Kohanims would be approved worthy by Hashem. Amen. Age 30 to 50 would be the preferred performance age of the Levites at the tabernacle, though they would be serving God their entire life. The service portion of the Kohanims at the tabernacle would only be from age 30 to 50. Now, some might be wondering, well, what did they do after age 50? I'm glad you asked. After age 50, um, specifically age 60 and 70, and then on to 80, um, if you read the war scroll out of the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, they're giving specific assignments. Now, it could be in, in the communion community scroll. I haven't got that further in the reading, that part is, but I know it's in the world scroll. At um, age 60 and 70 uh, The ones who were taken from the Kohanams and God designated them to become prophets or judges That's what they became at age 80 like with Moses, right? Um, If it was required for them to go to a nation and say thus says the Lord That's what they would start doing at age 80 and then after they finished their service, which at this point in time, um, God's servants only lived no more than three jubilees, right? So roughly the age of 120 is when they start preparing uh, to return their spirit onto God. Isn't that beautiful? So for the Kohanims and the Levites, their whole life from age four um, until, let's just say, 153 jubilees, Their whole life is in service to God. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful, oh man. Could you imagine? Must, I I wanna say must be nice, but I bet it's glorious to serve God your whole life. I wish I had been right with God my whole life. (laughs) Anyhow, let me continue reading. One month old and up, the census for the Levites proved to the nation of Israel how, how God had chosen his elite and they were valued at all ages above all even among the tribe of the nations of Israel. For any Jew or any Christian who follows the examples or the grand examples of the priests or the Levites in their prime age of maturity from age 60 to 50, God sees this as them dedicating their life to the holy priesthood. And this is traditionally when God begins to sanctify His uh, prophets, His seers, His healers. I have seen this so in so many individuals. They say when they turn the age 30, That overnight something just completely changed they had some kind of awakening in them and this is something I've been praying on with God like it's still biblical that God is still doing this with so many individuals at specifically at the age of 30 he's calling in his his priests and not to say that there's not Enoch's out there you know spiritual Enoch's and they're prophesying at age seven and all these things that's not what I'm saying but God is, when God says, I am the Lord, he is the same. And God's still calling individuals at the age of 30. Why am I saying this? Because there's probably someone out there at the age of 22 and you are born again and you are reading and studying your Bible, but somehow there's there's a blockage, there's a spiritual block, whatever the case may be. It could be because God is refining you and you still have... Um, earthly life experiences that need to happen that are preparing and making the way for your spiritual elevation later at the age of 30. Does that make sense? And I say this to help encourage um, those who are just coming to Christ and you happen to be young. Just stick with it. Stay the course because God is with you. Amen. Don't let anything come uh, between you and Jesus. Amen. Alright. Uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, five more minutes. Five more minutes. At the age 30, they become sanctified as a holy of holies to Hashem. Hashem will take them as his portion and his heritage for all eternity. Although not a Levite or a Kohanim, by following those who are coming to Christ like the, the new beginners and the new Jews, by living um, as the priests and Kohanims did in their most elevated maturity and spiritual strength from age 30 to 50, by following and living out these examples, those christians and these jews will receive unto themselves the reward here on earth of the priestly rewards now we read about this um our jesus says if you um be good to a prophet basically you will receive a prophet's award if you are good to his elite or his anointed you receive an elite or anointed award if you're good to his little ones you you're kind to his little ones or his lesser ones you receive them in their name you receiving him on to yourself right the same thing in this manner if we go out and we feel the leading for god to start being due diligent and studying and and servicing God, just like the Levites and priests do. And you're going, you're reviewing the Levitical studies, and you are doing your best, leading by God. Okay, don't don't go by anything I say. Don't by, go by anything anyone says. You know, always go by God. God is the ultimate. God is going to show you your ministry. God will give you your reward here on earth, which is only temporary, but your reward in heaven will be greater. Amen. I hope I'm explaining that correctly. And God will send you some help along the way. I'm not saying that he won't. But I don't want there to be any misunderstanding. I could misinterpret something that God is saying. You know, I'm not perfect. And just as anyone else could. But if you go yourself to God, and you ask God questions, and you follow his beauty... Oh, I feel that so strongly. So I'll Follow His beautiful Holy Ghost in His leading. Um, you're gaining and building a relationship with Him and trust and confidence in Him. You're not to build it through me or through anyone else. It's through you, Jesus, God, and His Holy Ghost. Amen. That's where it is. That's a relationship. Does that make sense? You can have helpers along the way, but always confirm with God. Amen and amen. Moving on to verse 16 of uh, Numbers chapter 3. Hasim himself told Moses how many suckling babes were in the tents during the census of the Levites. Because we read in verse 16, I want to show everyone this. This is so good. This is how God will speak to his people. So in verse 16, it reads this. So Moses counted them according to God's word. So when I say, always go confirm with God, Moses counted them according to God's word, meaning God spoke to Moses the number that was in the tent because it would have been improper for a married prophet to go into the tent of a woman or a married woman, obviously, who is breastfeeding her one month old completely inappropriate right so everyone has rules and we need to observe them so in order to preserve decency because we're supposed to avoid uh even the appearance of all evil god was like just wait here moses you stand outside the tent and i'll tell you how many from the tribe are breastfeeding babes 23 go count somewhere else now amen same thing that we're supposed to do. Always confirm with God. If something could seem inappropriate in doing, but you're still doing service to God, because God told Moses to go and count, correct? But Moses was like, whoa, 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 God, <laughs> I don't want to go into those tents and seeing some breastfeeding uh, mothers with their babes. You know, something could uh, become a skewed, arise rise, and I don't want any of those troubles. We're always to confirm with God and God will lead us. If God tells you to go speak to someone and you're not comfortable with it, Moses wasn't comfortable with some speakings too, right? God spoke to him and he led him and he sent him a helper, which was Aaron. We're to do the same things. It is biblical in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Moving on to verse 23. uh, The spiritual teaching of Numbers chapter 23. Uh, Sorry, Numbers chapter 3, verse 28. Many Bible studies teach that it was the Levites that carried the ark. But technically, oh yes, Marie is getting into some semantics here. Technically, it was the Kohanams that carried the ark of the covenant. Now, the ones that were in charge of it, and we just went over this in the Bible study, right? It was the tribe of the Kohanams. The Levitical priests, yes, but specifically the Kohanums who carry the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders. So when we read and we study later in um, and, and Kings, and we read about how David was setting this up, and, and Numbers here, and Deuteronomy here, and why did he touch it? Because the Ark, he was just trying to carry it, Lord, and help it not fall over, it's because. No stranger was supposed to touch it meaning if you weren't a priest don't go trying to get into God's presence like that God isn't going to accept some strange fire We aren't supposed to do like the heathens do worshiping their gods um, Where they do all that hurtful harmful stuff God is holy and he wants us to serve him in a holy manner Amen and the ark of the covenant is supposed to be on our shoulders It's supposed to be God's meeting place with us. It's supposed to, we're supposed to carry God everywhere we go. If you are teaching God's word, whatever you do, God is supposed to be with us wherever. Amen? Amen. That means we shouldn't be anywhere God wouldn't want to go. (laughs) Hallelujah. No clubs. Stay out of clubs. (laughs) All right. And lastly, Verse 45, even in the life everlasting, the Levites will still be God's firstborn tribe. Isn't that beautiful? Not to take away, obviously only Jesus will be our father's uh, begotten son, right? But the Levites, when they, when Moses stood up and he, after the golden calf scenario, and. Moses stood up and he said, Who's on the Lord's side? Come to me. It was only the Levites who ran to Moses. And that act right there is what solidified forever and always that the Levites would be God's firstborn tribe. That simple act, well, it wasn't that simple, but for lack of better words, that simple act of willful. Heartful, intentional obedience and loyalty, loyalty and respect ensured that every generation of Levites after that would be God's firstborn. Oh, that's powerful right there. How we right now, by studying the word of God on Sabbath and not doing as you know others do and turning away from the world, how we are ensuring that our letter later generations will be possibly accepted as i don't know priests in god's tabernacle later or serving him in the courts of heaven whatever the case may be oh man i wish more and more of us knew oh i love you lord i wish more and more of us knew um the importance of these covenants that God gave us. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to keep it together, y'all. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. I love Jesus. All right. Here we go. Well, children of God, that concludes this portion of the Bible study. I pray others truly got something out of this Bible study. I pray it blessed others in Jesus' name. We are going to end this with a prayer. Father God, in the blessed name of our Yeshua Mashiach, our Lord, our Christ, Emmanuel, for God is forever and always with us. We thank you for this Bible study. Thank you for this day and for watching over us. We thank you for calling us and allowing us to be your priests. And this was only made possible because of our Jesus beautiful, wonderful, merciful, glorious, humble, kind, and giving Savior, so brave and courageous, so loyal and truthful to the very end. Our Jesus made all of this possible that one day you will dwell amongst us and we'll be able to be in your presence, God. We will be able to look upon your face and see your glory hallelujah we will be returned back into our spiritual form with you lord and and we will just have none of this restraints and we will know true and pure and good love for eternity what a blessing this is going to be come lord jesus come we long and wait for the night where you will come like a thief to come and receive you and get your church back, O Lord. All of those who belong to you, from those who first come to the field to the last who come to the field, all the workers who are ready and willing to do the work. We thank you for continuing to give us wisdom, God. We thank you for showing us your revelation, for giving us sweet, beautiful dreams and interpretation, for being with us when we study the Bible and you remove the scales and veils from our eyes, you, you elevate us to the next spiritual level, the next spiritual level that we can increase in your army and then go out and get and bring more souls to Christ, Lord. I thank you that you see the hard work that we do. You see us what we struggle with privately. You see and hear our prayers that we say in our prayer closet, driving in our vehicles, walking up the stairs, getting in and out of elevators, Lord, going down the streets. You see everything and you hear every word from our spiritual natural heart, God you hear every breath that we breathe and we give to you as a beautiful sacrifice offering of praise and worship to you Lord let everything that comes from us praise God and thank you God for receiving all of this unto you God you are so merciful and kind and I thank you God I thank you that not one of your children are the same. Each one looks different, sounds different, has a different tone or influctuation in their voice and their character, but the same beautiful bright spirit of God's Holy Ghost bursts from out of them. It's a beautiful, beautiful experience to witness God. And I pray more and more, of your children see how you love a variety. You don't want all of us to look exactly the same. You don't want us to each walk exactly the same unless it's walking in the steps of our Christ, and speaking the words of our Christ, and showing your beautiful Holy Spirit. That's what is the same, but we're all called to reach who you intend us to reach, how you intend us to reach Him for your honor and your glory, Lord, and that is just a beautiful thing. We give you all the honor, praise, and glory, God. You are so good. You are in control. You are a sovereign ruler, and I pray each and every one of your children, each of us, recognizes your sovereign ruling hand, and in recognizing your sovereign ruling hand, we understand that you are in full control, and we need to trust in and of you always. Seek your face, seek your presence, seek your guidance, seek your counsel. You are so good, God. And we love you. And to love you, we need to know you. And to know you, we need to spend time with you and build a relationship with you, God. And I thank you that you give us time you give us time to deepen our relationship with you, Father. You set us up for success, for miracles, for healings, for forgiveness, kindness, and mercy. You're such a good God. As always, we pray for the other prophets, preachers, seers, healers, Missionaries, wherever you are in the body of Christ, praise and raise worshipers. May God continue to anoint you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. May you forever be washed in the blood of our Yeshua HaMashiach in God's heads of protection. Be so built up and strong around you. Amen. You repel evil. Evil runs from you as you walk down the street wherever you go. They don't want anything to do with you because God's beautiful Holy Spirit is upon you. (sighs) Hallelujah. We pray for each and every nation who knows God is their king. And each and every church who teaches and preaches and lives the true word of God, book by book, verse by verse. We pray this on the mighty name of our Jesus Christ in Nazareth, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach Hakodesh, and sealed with the blood of Christ. Amen and amen. Woo, God is good. <laughs> All right, children of God, I pray others truly got something out of this Bible study. Um, Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> um, we will be back, I believe, next Sabbath. I don't know. We're going with the leading of god's beautiful holy ghost so until next time may god bless you may god keep you may we all be forever written in the book of life